Welcome to Sword Illusions. December, what does that mean? We are back in the Rankin Bass Cinematic Universe, and boy, are we scraping the barrel. A quick programming note, I, I just organized all of our past holiday coverage on in a post on my page, Ian Thomas Malone, which I shared to my Facebook page, and then also in the original post is a playlist that I made on Spotify. Now I know that a lot of our listeners get us from Apple or Google or Pandora or Stitcher elsewhere. Spotify has a nice little, it was easy just to make a playlist there, a little harder to make it on Apple, but uh, that's all there. We've got all of our past ones. And why is that relevant? Because, you know, we've been doing the Rankin Bass for a couple years now, and we're pretty much out of the quote-unquote good ones, the ones that you, well, you probably watched the, probably, you may have watched this one when you were little, but, uh, there's the absolute batshit crazy ones like The Life and Adventure of Santa Claus, basically Wizard of Oz Christmas, pretty fucking bizarre. Uh, I watched, my sister hadn't seen that one last year and I watched that when I was home and I had seen it. I'd warned her. She said she didn't care that she'd want to watch it. And then what did she say afterwards? She was upset. Not really upset, but she said it was terrible. And somehow, somehow that was my fault. But this one, Twas the Night Before Christmas, a 1974 animated special. Guess what, people? Warning, it is terrible, but it's terrible, but it's short. So if you want to watch it, if you want to be a completionist, if you want to watch it because we're covering it, go ahead. Don't be mad at me. I didn't do anything wrong. This thing is pretty shit. Um, so unlike a lot of the Rankin Bass, this one is animated. It's done basically in the style. If you've seen those old uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings cartoons, those were Rankin Bass. These are a little similar... And I guess maybe the kind of animation style, it's very retro. I think in a lot of ways it worked for Lord of the Rings because, I don't know, it gave a very Middle Earth vibe. Sometimes it can be creep. I don't know even know what that means. You know what, the crude, the crude drawing of the people looks, these people look like hobbits in the special. Uh, it's a little weird, but um, maybe that's even the least of our concerns. So... Twas the Night Before Christmas basically centers around this family called the uh, Trundles. Uh, Joshua Trundle is a, uh, he's a clockmaker, and there are some rats that, I guess, one of them works as an assistant to Joshua. His name is Father Mouse. He's kind of the, I don't know, he's, he and Joshua are kind of like two halves of the anchor of this narrative, which, I mean, I gotta say, it's pretty fucked up. It kind of borrows from some themes that we've seen in other holiday specials. Now, I think it, it came out before Year Without a Santa Claus, but Year Without a Santa Claus is obviously one of the more, most popular of all of the Rankin Bass. So, and it's easily the, well, that and Santa Claus and Coming to Town are the two that are biggest that don't include uh, Rudolph or Frosty. But what this one shares in common with the Year Without a Santa Claus is the main narrative is basically structured around Santa's spite. He's angry. Santa is not happy that people don't believe in him. And, I mean, this is kind of a weird thing with, with Christmas specials in general. Like, when you make the idea of believing in Santa Claus a core part of the narrative, that, that's something that we talk about in society, but Santa Claus doesn't actually come and deliver presents. So, when you're making, oh, is he real? I don't believe in him. That's kid stuff. Like, who could believe in Santa Claus? When there actually is a Santa Claus in the narrative, in the canon, suspension of disbelief, we've bought into the idea that Santa actually does exist in this special. 
when you're then gonna say, well, you know, we have a lot of kids who don't don't believe in him. I mean, it's it's lazy. It's lazy. It's bizarre. And it, it led to, and you're that a Santa Claus, you know, the I Believe in Santa Claus song where he's pretending to be Kris Kringle and that you have literally Santa Claus singing that he believes in himself. It's a bizarre dynamic. We talked about that. That's one of our most uh, popular episodes of all time. I did that with my sister, whose surprise prize is coming back. She's going to do one of the final Rankin Bass, one of the final really good ones that we haven't done. And really good, I mean terrible. And am I looking forward to watching it? No, I'm not. It's an hour and a half. It's horrible. Rudolph and Frosty, Christmas in July. Awful. Uh... <laughs> But so, Twas the Night Before Christmas takes place in this town called Junctionville. And Santa, it's in New York, and Santa is screwing over the whole, the whole town because of an op-ed, which I guess the newspaper decided to run, even though, like, so, uh, uh, Father Mouse's son, Albert, who is very intelligent, I guess, uh, we're living in a world, too, where, where Santa Claus may not be real, but, but mice are assistant clockmakers, and they're also prolific scribes to the local town paper, which apparently doesn't have any editorial uh, discretion to not run something that says signed from all of us, when I assume that just even the staff of the newspaper would be able to say, well, he doesn't speak for us in all of this. The whole town is getting screwed over because this... Baby Rat, the son of a clockmaker rat, has written a letter to the op uh, a letter to the newspaper complaining about Santa Claus and saying basically he's not real. So the operator they call they call the North Pole to try to figure out what's wrong, and Santa is so fucking incensed that people would dare to write an op-ed about his existence that he's skipping the whole town. And before I said all of that, I actually thought Santo was just really kind of being a petty asshole. I thought it was very, you know, cheap and immature that he's going to screw over a whole fam uh, a whole town because of one op-ed written by a... You know, he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Presumably, he knows when a small mouse is writing op-eds against him to the local paper. So if you want to, if you want to just like... Let's let's give Santa some space to be petty about something like this. And if you want to punish somebody, maybe you could punish the mouse and maybe the edi editorial board of the newspaper. And, I mean, maybe you punish the Trundles, too, for employing the father of the kid who wrote the op-ed. Is all of that right? Does everybody... Does, does the copywriting desk need to be excluded? No, I mean, Father Mouse has a few other children, but, I mean, we can have a contained, let's, let's give Santa some space to be petty. If, look, if somebody wrote an op-ed denying my existence to the town paper, I probably wouldn't bring them presents, and if it was a faraway town, I may actually have second thoughts about going to that town, I don't know, though. Town wants to dedicate an, are you, like, that's really, Santa Claus is throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and this whole town is being punished, and the father, rather than kind of, like, celebrate his son, his, his mouse son, Albert, for, you know, freedom of, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, I mean, these are landmarks of American democracy, and rather than saying, like, son, you know, you voiced your opinion in a constructive manner to your local town paper, no. We're all going to be upset. We have to fix this. We have to try to figure out a way to undo this mess so that 
the the you know the greedy reindeer rider who's so I mean his ego Santa's ego in all of these he's such a whiny little bitch in so many of these instances you ever that a Santa Claus he's got this cold nobody cares he's so upset uh you know I mean I mean it take it sucks all the air out of the idea of flying around in, in your pajamas and giving people gifts if you're just gonna call the whole thing off for these minor grievances. I mean, what a petty Betty. I mean, you have to think maybe Mrs. Claus is a beard because what kind of straight? I mean, uh, we, there's plenty of thin-skinned heterosexuals. I just this whole thing. It seems like a petty fight you'd find at a gay bar. It doesn't seem like this whole Christmas thing is really worth celebrating when the petty guy at the center of it all is this much of a thin-skinned baby. I mean, I really also gotta say, like, what does it say about this town? Like, get your own fucking presents. Like, they're all so upset. At what? There's a note to Santa at the beginning that says, literally, I wrote it down, please give us whatever you want. Like, fuck that. Get, it doesn't seem like this local economy is that bad. Junctionville is kind of supposed to be, like, a through place. Like, they're part of a local economy supply chain i mean get your own damn presents but uh letters are returned from the north pole because i guess his enterprise is uh is is that petty ah it's so fucking weird um but they come up with a they come up with a way to try and undo the damage of the op-ed by building a clock that uh it's a singing clock tower that's gonna at a certain time on christmas eve it's gonna play a song that is like, you know, please don't skip us. Please don't forget about us. We've built this. We've literally, we've built this golden calf. I mean, the book of Exodus talked about this. Like, you know, you they're building a, a, a <coughs> monument to worship this man just so that he gives them a couple presents. Uh, but it doesn't work because Albert, Albert decides that he wants to screw with the clock. But I mean, the whole, the whole plan comes together. They have this big presentation to show off the clock and i mean that whole local government they're sitting around in a meeting uh kind of upset about it sort of not upset i mean at least these people actually believe in santa like the mayor of south town and you're without a santa claus he doesn't believe these people are a little apathetic i mean they probably have other issues to deal with in local government than the state of you know santa maybe they hate the free press for some reason but um they're all upset, but but thankfully Joshua Trundle is going to build a new clock, and the clock is going to pay. You know, it's fawning fawning support for Santa. They're gonna. This is all just propaganda. It's so strange. Uh, but Albert has to go and screw with it for some reason, and we actually don't even know. It's not until later that uh, when Albert confesses that. The whole thing, like, I'm watching it, and you see the clock break, and it looks like a huge, serious problem. And you have to wonder, Albert's a smart guy. Like, is he really, like, screwing around with this clock so much? And it starts to break, and they haven't done any kind of dry run. There's a hole in, in the clock area, like, up where mice can come out of it. The the building infrastructure, it looks like that's going to cause, like, a great leak and rust all over the place. I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves. Um, but Albert, Albert is really upset. And uh, his father is basically like, yeah, good, you're kind of a dick, dude. I mean, for once, the local government is kind of right. I mean, they seem like lazy. They don't want anybody to come in. They say it's a public building, but uh, citizens are not allowed. But when Joshua Trundle comes in with his big clock plan to try and appease Santa's ego, the mayor does refer to it. They say, for reasons unknown, Mr. Claus, Santa that is, has taken an unconscionable attitude of hostile retaliation against their town. I mean, 
for once, some uh, for once you get town leadership saying, you know, this is this is unconscionable, this hostile retaliation against our people. So I mean, it's pretty fucked up that they want to build a clock to this douchebag who's like, hey, oh, you wrote a letter, oh, you think I'm a fraud? Guess what? I'm not gonna come to your town. Like, you know what? You're proving it. You're self-fulfilling prophecy. You want to be a fraud? Fuck the whole town over because one rat wrote an op-ed. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. So Albert, who really likes Copernicus, is, you know, he takes responsibility for, for fucking around with the clock. We don't really learn exactly what he did, but his father basically decides to take it upon himself, and uh, there's this song called, you know, Every Miracle Needs a Hand, and I hate the term gaslighting. I think it's overused. The one time I accused somebody of gaslighting, like, it set them off, and I kind of, like... Part of me doesn't really care because it, it was kind of accurate. And uh, then the other part of me is kind of like, well, you could have won that argument without using that word, which is a loaded term that gets a react. Nobody, nobody likes to be accused of gaslighting somebody. And there are other ways of saying like, yeah, X, Y, and Z, your behavior was atrocious and here's why. And I'm not going to use this, this uh, trendy term, but... Uh, Gaslighting kind of does apply in this instance because uh, Father Mouse is trying to explain to Albert, like, okay, son, you're a logical person. You are skeptical of things like leprechauns and fairies and the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. All of this stuff is named, but, but no, you just have to believe. You have to believe. I mean, we're getting to the kind of core of religion where people try to say that faith is something that's, that's this noble attribute without any, without any, you know, grounding in logic or to have a reason. Oh, if you just have faith, if you just believe, well, let's look at reality. If you're a little kid, you don't have any money, your parents don't have any money, and all you do is just wish for Santa to come, and that's all you do. You spend your Christmas hoping and thoughts and prayers and Santa will come and save me. Well, guess what? He won't. Versus like, you know, if you're a kid who doesn't have a lot of stuff, like, there are actual real-world societal services you can go to and basically be like, you know, I want to have a nice Christmas. Just, you know, I'm not asking for a lot, just maybe a present or two. And there's a lot of real-world people who are not, you know, going to say, well, let's check your town's local paper. If, you, if your whole town said one fucking bad thing about Christmas, we're going to just rip the whole thing out and there will be... No presence for anybody. No, I mean, society, the real world, the things that don't require faith, all of that, you can find goodness through mankind. It, it's, it's pretty shocking that somebody like me would, you know, go on such a soliloquy to defend the goodness of man, but it's true. You have faith in people, not in institutions or deities or thin-skinned babies up in that North Pole who hate that... Why is he reading the local op-ed anyway? I mean, isn't, aren't there enough problems going on in this world? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't mean to keep saying that, but I mean, this is, this is supposed to be Christmas. Like, what, what, is, what good is any of this going to be to a child? You just have to believe. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? You know, any deviation from the norm will be punished. Hey, Albert, you're a smart kid. Like... I guess we could maybe have a lesson of saying, like, don't fuck with other people's clocks when they're about to do a demonstration. Because Joshua Trundle, his life, not only did they not give him a chance to fix the clock, these, you know, politicians are sitting around being like, yeah, Santa's a dick. 
Uh, no, that whole thing, no, they don't let him try to fix it. And then it's screwing with his business. This demo that's in December, I guess Christmas hasn't come around again. The whole timeline, it hasn't been quite a year. But Joshua Trendell is destitute as a result of this, all within like maybe a time frame of a week or two. I don't, none of this, nothing about this special's timeline makes a lick of sense at all. I mean, at one point, Father Mouse takes Albert to a children's hospital to show him what his carnage did. Not believing in Santa, deprived kids in a hospital of toys. That is the message that this special wants to put out there. Why does it want to put it out there? I don't know. I guess this is normal. This is children's entertainment in 1974. And we wonder, we wonder, ladies and gentlemen... Why this country is so fucked up. I almost think Joshua Trundle, like, maybe his reputation suffered. I mean, how does one mouse screw up a clock so badly? I mean, maybe he isn't trust. I mean, who, who would trust, first of all, who would trust a clockmaker who works with a mouse? Second of all, who would trust a clockmaker whose mouse assistant's children are able to totally, I mean... Like, that building was shaking as a result of what Albert did. What kind of carnage was he bringing to this community? I don't know. I mean, part of me, maybe Santa just doesn't want to come to this place because it sucks. It does kind of suck. It seems like Junctionville is not a particularly good place to be. Every miracle needs a hand is actually kind of a good message. I mean, miracles don't just happen by themselves. Good things don't just come to those who wait. Good things come to people who put their lives in a position where they can actually capitalize on something like, you know, a miracle. You have to put yourself out there. You know, that's something I feel like we talk a lot about in our uh, dating episodes, but there's just a lot of, a lot of pressure of, you know, at one point, Father Mouse and Joshua are talking and Father Mouse, referring to his own child, says, like, the boy is, has repented and is making amends. I feel like individuality doesn't need to be crushed in the process, and the pettiness of adults shouldn't just be rewarded. Faith, faith is just such a loaded term to throw at people. It is fundamentally good to kind of hope for the best. It's not like hope itself is this rotten thing that we have to take out and stomp on, but... Nor should we take the kids who, who are a little bit lacking of hope and, and, and think to them, how dare you do such a horrible thing as, you know, have a reasonable outlook on, on reality. I don't know. But this special kind of has an abrupt ending because Albert goes around, he starts to fix the clock, and uh, there's some carolers that, I guess they're the ones with faith. They're, maybe Santa's not coming, but they're going to try and have a good Christmas anyway. So the town people are singing, they've got their, you know, great song, Christmas Chimes Are Calling, and they're so happy about Santa, who really hates their town because of an op-ed, the local... I mean, who wants to go carol after Santa's been so upset over one op-ed? Signed, all of us. All the people... He knows when you're sleeping. Does he, he didn't know that Albert, who signed the letter, all of us, which, okay, that was an arrogant thing to do. Surprise, surprise, a lot of times on the internet, we... we say things and act like we're speaking for a lot of other people and we're just speaking for ourselves. I don't know. I'm kind of guilty of that at some points in life. Am I sorry for it? No, I'm not. Um, Santa just basically comes anyway. Is he really that upset? No, he shows up. He brings presents. Uh, what's the what's the big takeaway from this? I, I don't really know. Uh, what is a kid uh, supposed to do? I don't I mean, there there is... 
something here about accountability. Like if you if you break a clock, you know, because you went inside and you were tampering with it because you wanted to be Copernicus. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best idea. But maybe if you're an adult and somebody writes an op-ed about how bad you are. I mean, maybe if you're a newspaper and you're really upset about Santa coming and... and dist- I mean, what had happened if all of the local townspeople had said, okay, well, this newspaper ran this questionable op-ed with its signature... Like, if somebody signed something, all of us... Like, if I were to write an op-ed and submit it and say that I was actually, you know, speaking on behalf of the population of Liechtenstein, for example... Uh, you'd think, like, if I was speaking for all of them and saying everybody, you'd think the paper would say, gee, you know, what authority do you have to speak for all of these people? And maybe they would go and ask a bunch of people and say, you know, does, does this transsexual really speak for you? You know, you don't just run anything. If I if I said that I was Ryan Reynolds writing an op-ed, they'd probably call his people and say, you know, did Ryan Reynolds authorize this person or, or is it true or not? I don't know. All of us. I mean, maybe maybe this, this special is really about the, the failings of local journalism. It, it seems like it, frankly. Um, and this is 1974, too, so they're dealing with uh, Watergate and... With the Washington Post, they're reporting, and there was a lot of skepticism about what Woodward and Bernstein were putting out there, uh, and and they had to show they had to show their work uh, time and time again. It, it proved true, but but people didn't have faith. They didn't have faith in these people. No, it was it was you know building credibility and all of that. Uh, we don't need to get into all of that stuff, but I'm just trying to find what the point of this was because Santa basically just comes anyway. Was the clock really important? No. Was the op-ed really that bad? We didn't see Santa himself. We only heard from the elf who was really complaining about it. Is Santa this petty man? I don't know. Local government kind of doesn't like him, really doesn't like the clockmaker. None of this, uh, none of this adds up. Uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas is a, is, and it can't be the night before Christmas, because a lot of the special had to have happened beforehand, because the clock was built, and it was built into, into the town. I mean, this stuff takes work. None of this makes sense. This is a train, now we know after years, after a few years of doing Rankin Bass, running out of basically all of them, now we know why we're covering this one at this late hour in our coverage. It's because it's so fucking stupid we saved it for one of the last ones. It makes no sense. It's very bad. Uh, what are its positive attributes? Um, the characters are, are somewhat memorable. I don't know why you'd want to remember them, but if you did want to remember them... Uh, I mean, I, like Life and Adventures of Santa Claus has so many different uh characters it's hard to remember a lot of their names off the top of my head and i've seen that one a bunch of times here i mean if you want if you're if you're really a big fan of of mouse assistant clockmakers who are douches to their children boy is father mouse just just a really good fit for you but uh you know i mean this kind of reminds me of nestor the long-eared christmas donkey uh it, it it seems like it seems like a lot of this was pl- animation and stop motion take time to make and like this stuff isn't easy and yet at the same time it seems like most of this was just kind of created uh, on a whim for no real reason it doesn't add a lot of value but uh here we are i guess this is something that somebody thought was a good idea to put that out there in the world and i don't really want to 
drag out this podcast by talking more about this other than it's it's very available online. It's only 20 minutes. It doesn't have the Rankin Bass uh, pitfall of a lot of their ones that kind of uh, are 50 minutes, and boy, did they have to stretch to get to that runtime. Here, it's pretty tight. Couple songs, couple nonsense. Uh, does this put anybody in a good mood for Christmas? Probably not. Why was this made? I don't know, but uh, let's put this out of its misery. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, you know, I really wish we'd picked a more upbeat one, but I don't know if we have more upbeat Rankin Bass left. But uh, on that note, our Christmas coverage will continue, hopefully with a better one. I am. Am I confident that'll happen? Absolutely not. But until then, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.